Well, babe, we did it. We wrote a book. Yeah, man, it's it's actually surreal to even think about uh, that we wrote a book, had a baby, got married, not necessarily in that order. <laughs> <laughs> but the book is now available yeah. for pre-order, and we're so excited to share it with you. Oh, so looking forward to getting this book into your hands, to be in dialogue and conversation with all of you as we continue to liberate love from old imprints and codependent dynamics that keep us small, stuck, and stagnant. Yeah, you know, no matter your relationship status, this book walks you through what shaped you, why do you do what you do in relationship. It dives deep into your relationship blueprint, attachment styles, and most importantly, which is different than every other book that's ever covered codependency in the past, we explore the role of the nervous system in that. And the book is called Liberated Love. Yeah. Release your codependent patterns and create the love you desire. Go to createthelove.com slash liberated love to order your copy now. That's createthelove.com slash liberated love and get that pre-order in and you'll be able to get a free download of a meditation we created and a workbook that goes along with it. Much love and appreciation for your support. Much love. Thank you. I went from a wheelchair, 122 pounds, 6'2". You to, did? Yeah. From a wheelchair? Wheelchair. I could not wow. walk. 122 pounds. Today, as you see me right now, I'm 185. Me becoming the CEO of my health gave me my power back. It gave me my freedom. It helped me eliminate the trauma. I'm no longer a sick person. I'm not even on a diet. I can eat whatever I want. I'm going to explain that today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mark Rose Podcast. Today, I am joined by Dane Johnson. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm, I'm feeling blessed to be here and let's change some lives. Man, I'm excited to have you. I, uh, My good friend, Aaron Smith, our mutual friend, mm -hmm. met you and texted me immediately. I was like, <laughs> you got to have this guy on your podcast. And I asked her more about you. And she said that you welcomed me into a bit of what you've been through in your journey, mm -hmm. but just how she just found the information you were sharing, but the way you share it was really motivating. And she felt really brought alive by just the, what you've turned, what was seemingly, I guess, unresolvable. Yeah. Into like a freaking mission. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not and you're not fucking around like mm -mm. the mission you're going to the moon with it which is great mm -hmm. so i'm curious where does that even begin like you said life-threatening so like where yeah. how do we how do we get there oh man i know it is a basket here and first off yeah aaron love her i've known her for 10 like eight ten years we've been good friends for a long long time and her energy is amazing Shout out she's to so fun she's, she's such a good human god she's so like good. one of the best i love being around her and She's also been watching from afar from, hey, I, you know, I was able to get off biologics and I was able to not get a surgery the doctors told me I had to get. I went from a wheelchair, 122 pounds, 6'2". You to, did? Yeah. From a wheelchair? Wheelchair. I could not wow. walk. 122 pounds. Today, as you see me right now, I'm 185. Wow. And I look kind of lean, right? I'm not, I'm not looking packing on a, velt, my I'm looking, friend. I'm not, I'm not packing on a few extra right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't have my winter weight on me, let's yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> so I was diagnosed first with ulcerative colitis. And then I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And they said, no, no, no. You know, UCLA and Cedar sinai and different places just couldn't make up their mind with what the diagnosis was. And then it was like, no, it's ulcerative colitis with gastritis. So no, 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 no. It's, it's, I'm sure it's Crohn's disease. I've been doing this for 40 years, right? So I eventually just, okay, I have Crohn's colitis. I have IBD, inflammatory bowel disease. And Is that the sort of overarching yes. terminology? I used to sell a drug for IBS. 
mm-hmm. years ago. And I, I know in the differentiation to IBS, there's like red flags that have you go the other yeah. way, right? To it, things, you know, certain markers they'll find in a colonoscopy, endoscopy, um, sigmoidoscopy, certain markers such as calprotectin, which is the inflammation specifically in the GI tract. Um, and then if there's ulcerations or just certain signs of this disease that'll go from IBS to IBD. And if you're out there right now and you're dealing with IBS where you're getting um, irritable bowel syndrome, that can be constipation. So ir- irritable bowel syndrome, constipation, irritable bowel syndrome, diarrhea. So IBS slash D, IBS slash, um, you know, uh, C, you know, those are basically elementary forms. And it's considered that 30% of America has a form of IBS. I could see that. So we're talking 90, 100 million people. So what's happening? There's wow. a systemic issue. And whenever there's a pan, like a pandemic of this nature, we know that there's an environmental cause. It can't just be genetic. So Especially if, if it's like inflamed, like chronic inflammation. No pun intended, but I mean, yeah. like the number has gone exponentially yeah, yeah. In, and they say yeah. it's because of familiarity with diagnosis and blah, blah blah but it's like really you're right there's an environmental factor yeah is a yes that is increasing inflammation and gut dysbiosis and a problem with peristalsis and let's right. get in, let's get into some of those root causes because i want everyone let's listening to yeah. us right now to have and takeaways symptom. yes like, symptoms takeaways root causes let's let's dive as deep as we can go and keep telling i want to know the wheelchair to to the handsome tall slender man <laughs> so i well ironically i came to california and i got lucky enough that i actually became an actor and model i, I was a terrible actor i started in a few horror movies where they killed me <laughs> oh, the she likes movies. to watch some of my old horror movies and where i get does? stabbed and yeah, yeah. And, and i'm just jock who's just the guy you want to hate she's yeah. watching you get murdered i see something bad they, they pan to me oh my god it's just terrible acting <laughs> i mean marjorie marjorie haber class wasn't enough for me i was that bad <laughs> uh so luckily i mean it was this guy from the sticks and i got diagnosed i had my first symptoms of all of class at 19 where I saw blood in the stool. And it was when I was taking a lot of whey protein. I was trying to get in great shape. I was trying to be Mr. Ego. I, I had a lot of self stuff going on that I needed to be in great shape. I needed to look the best. I needed to be the best. And it was driven by a lot of emotional problems I was going through looking back. So I was taking creatine. I was taking pre-workouts. I was drinking tons of whey protein. And yes, I was drinking beer with my friends, eating Papa John's pizza, having Subway sandwiches, like everyone does in college. Right. Woke up one day, looked down and said, why is the toilet red? What is that? Did I have a beat? No, that was pure blood. And then I started cutting back on some things, obviously stress and certain things. And it was okay for a little bit. By the time I was 23, I had full-blown Crohn's colitis and I was started having eight, 10 bowel movements a day, 12, 15, 20, 30, eight at night, 15 during the day. I couldn't even poop. I would have this urge to go and I'd go and it would just be blood and mucus and sediment. And then I'd stand up, the urge would go away. 10 minutes later, the urge came again. And wow. then I'd say, I think I'm done. I'd walk out the house and then the urge would come and then I would lose control of my bowel movements outside of the house. So now you don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm in pure shame. I'm telling my parents. And because, I mean, I'm like young 20, early 20s, 19, 23. I nearly lost my life, 26. December 14th, 2014, I almost died of Crohn's colitis in the hospital. My whole family flew in. My dad flew in. My mom flew in. My my sisters flew in. They took turns staying with me through the night because I would have so many bloody bowel movements at night. They would just take a steel pan, put it under, put it under me. I'd release, they'd go dump out the blood. 
So your gut is like, you're basically I'm beyond bleeding. I'm death. beyond they can even do the surgery. Before that, they wanted to cut out my entire colon and then make a J pouch and then give me a stoma bag. So I'd poop into a bag and I was 20, 25. And are you like, I, and I'm, I, and by the way, I'm an actor and model. Oh, you're still working. I'm no, well, I, at that point, I stopped working for a year at this point, but I was hiding it for years. So I will, I did, I mean, I was shooting for Nautica, Tommy Hilfinger. I did Good Day LA with Tommy Hilfinger himself. And I, I was on prednisone. And I had to go to the ER room right after. I was hiding it for years. Wow. I was. You were I was, a good actor. I was a great actor in that regard. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, it was a two-faced life. I was paid to be cool and hip. And I just, you know, no one found me in a mall. I, I built this thing. I built, like I was the right height and sample size, you know, and a lot yeah. of modeling is like that. It's not like you're just Brad Pitt. You you fit the clothes, right? you know? And then I was a good speaker. And no, I mean, I made this happen out of nowhere, thin air. No one found me and I just built it. And I've oh, always been entrepreneurial and yeah. a man, kind of had this manifesto ability. So right when that happened, I had the, one of the biggest months ever. I was working for Crocs, Skechers, all these commercial brands Crocs. in LA. They're back though now. <laughs> They're back in. Yeah, those shoes have, they've made it so a lot of people have not been intimate. <laughs> I, well, all I know is- I blame I, the they models. They were keeping me out of my I blame w the models who sold those oh, Crocs. We, uh, the influencers. They're like super hot now though. They now have like Yeezy Crocs yeah. and shit. Yeah, I'm like, man, these are, these will keep you from having kids. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I, you know, yeah, it was. I was living a two-faced life, and here I was, seemingly cool, but I, I on the back end, I was in severe pain. So the pain was pain was ten out of ten. Bathrooms fifteen a day. I'm stuck on prednisone. I was on prednisone, which is a cortisone steroid, for four years on and off. Antibiotics. Oh wow! I was on remedy. Did you put on weight when you're on steroids? A little bit. You put on a puff up. My face would oh, swell right. up. I get arthritic pain. Oh, I wow. started getting cystic acne. So I remember I I booked um banana boat. This huge campaign in Puerto Rico. Right? They booked me. I don't know. Why? That's like a sunscreen? Yeah, sunscreen. Okay, so it was, yeah, a, but it was a large campaign. They flew yeah. me to Puerto Rico. I'm out there for five days and I'm covered in cystic acne. From covered. And I'm supposed to be cool. I'm supposed to be the guy that influences others to be like me. Mm. And I'm stuck on steroids and I'm meeting with, and the guy they hired to do the, um, the, the hair and makeup was actually Marilyn Manson's guy. Oh, wow. So I pulled him aside and I was like, bro. I need you to cover me in makeup from head to toe. Can you meet me an hour before? I'll pay you. He met, he would meet me before the shoot days because this is a bathing suit thing. I'm, right. I thought they were going to fire me on set. I thought I was going to lose my career because it wasn't just, oh no, poor Dane's acting modeling career is over because he's sick and everyone's going to see he's not bookable. I was living 3,000 miles away from anyone I ever knew. My family's from the middle of Virginia. They didn't come with me. How was I going to pay rent? Right. I was going to keep my life. I didn't want to work. I didn't want to go on disability and move back in with my mom. It's so fascinating because it's like, as you were saying, this split that you're experiencing, mm -hmm. you know, who you're representing as, but what you're going through, you know, yeah. hiding this story for survival, for like, yeah, you're, you're living and you need to pay rent and for eat. There's like a rejection of the very thing that's trying to move through you. Yeah. It was, it was a huge check of ego. Because when you're a person who's gifted enough in this world to be given the opportunity I was given at a young age, you're easily, your ego can get big. Yeah. And I saw a lot of guys out there, D1 athletes, ex-professional athletes who were tall, good looking, male or female. And then you, you, you don't, I feel like I was wearing a mask and how did I keep working? I don't know how I kept working, but I did. And I think a lot of it because it's being personal. People are attracted to good energy. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's a lot of it, even in that industry. And um, eventually I got so sick that it could not be, uh, it couldn't be hidden. I got kicked off sets. I couldn't fit the clothes because I lost so much weight. I, um, it went from bad to terrible where I was losing consciousness. I was in Vegas doing a show. I lost consciousness, cut up in my head, got six stitches. I was in the ER all night. I, um, I was puking. you're like holding on. Um, it's life-threatening at this point. It's it's so bad. And I had already failed Remicade. Um, then I went on Tivio. I failed. And for everyone out there dealing with this, they're going to really resonate with what I'm about to say. I was already on methotrexate. I was already on uh, mesalamine. I was already on 60 milligrams of prednisone going up and down, up and down. I was already on antibiotics. Um, I was already on uh, ambient and painkillers. And then when it got life-threatening, I was actually doing a live show for UGG. So I'm doing, I'm leading UGG. UGG hired me for about five years to do all their shows. So I'm in Northern California. I'm about to go out. I'm supposed to lead this fashion show, right? Where I'm wearing it out. I'm out there. I'm looking good. I can't even see. And I go to the art director. Uh, Sienna was her name, I believe. But I said, Sienna, I can't even see. I need to go. I drove directly to the hospital and I had to stop and get electrolyte packs because I was literally losing consciousness on the highway. And I was on the phone with my mom. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to make it there. I could not walk. And I'm 25 years old. I'm supposed to be, you know, Something, so I check myself into a hospital. My actor insurance does not qualify at the hospital. So they have to put me in an ambulance to take me to another hospital. Well, guess what? It doesn't qualify. So Dan, you can either pay out of pocket here, and I'm life-threatening. You can pay out of pocket, or we can send you to another hospital. So my crappy insurance only put me in a inland, unknown hospital where it was more of an, uh, a Chinese hospital or Asian hospital of some descent, and their English wasn't even that good. And I lived there for six weeks and that's where I almost died. Based on the time of year and what's going on in the world, I am all about making sure that my immune system is operating at its best. I want to make sure that it is in tip top shape so that whatever it might meet, it is able to fight off. And so one of the ways I do that is I use Organifi Immunity. It's 100% organic. It's got 500% of your recommended daily dose of vitamin C. And that vitamin C is sourced from organic cherries. It contains the immune-boosting power of ginger, turmeric, and also zinc. It is gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, vegan, all of those things. And as I said, 100% organic. And it also has a vegan source of D3 from lichen moss. And that provides 1,000 international units of vitamin C, which is 188% of our daily recommended dose. Vitamin D is so important to modulate innate and adaptive immunity. So if you're interested in giving your immune system a boost and a little bit of extra oomph in order to fight off what might come towards you this season, check out Organifi.com slash create the love. You get 20% off anything you order from there. They have such incredible products. I love them as a brand. I love them as a culture. I love them as a company. Go check them out now. And no one could figure out why I was almost dying because I wasn't getting 200 milligrams of infused prednisone. That's the max. I was on three grams of Dilaudid. That's the highest level of legalized opioids they can give you. They give it to people who are passing away from like severe cancer, yeah. you're in severe pain. So I hit a button and I'm up, I'm floating. So now I also have to worry about opioid addiction. Yeah. I'm on Ambient, I'm on three or four different antibiotics and I'm not getting better. No one could figure out why. So my mom flew in, she ended up losing her job because she stayed there with me for like four or six weeks. My sister's flying in and they had to stay with me for about three months because I was bed rested. I couldn't walk, I couldn't move. So someone had to stay with wow. me in my California, but I slept, I sat on a couch for three months. And if you see, if you guys just 
type it in. You'll see some of my before pictures because I, I made someone take a picture of me because I knew I was going to get out. So the good side of all this is I had already decided, I had been struggling for years, but I had already decided that I was going to go to natural medicine school. I had already been trying but failing in natural medicine healing me. So I'd gotten some results with restrictive diets and supplements, and I really want to dive into that so I can help some people save years of failure and pain that I went through. But I was all I already knew what I was going to do. So my mind was strong. That's what saved my life. My mind was like, you're going to get out of this. I never lost hope. Going back to that hospital, this is what saved me. So my so the doctors don't know what to do. They got a hundred patients. They got a hundred ER situations. My mom is basically the doctor. She's calling everyone, everyone I've ever seen over the last four or five years. We flew all over the country, spent well into the five figures trying to find a solution for me before I was life threatening. So I already sp- we already spent thirty thousand dollars. Both my parents are W two middle of the road people. We don't have a lot of money. My sister was pitching in. It was. I had almost no money to my name. I'm like, mom, take my residual from UGG. Just take it. <laughs> so Crocs, too. you know, you know, you know, the agency's holding all my money. <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> so it was, um, it was a really hard, hard time. And I broke down. I went through severe depression, wow. s- severe anxiety. And what got me out, and this is where I want to give everyone hope. If you are listening in a hospital right now where your loved one's going through this, my mom calls this one doctor in Florida who did a colonoscopy on me. And out of 20 out of the samples, 20 samples, they take little samples of your colon. He found one that was carrying a CMV virus, cytomegalovirus. Mm. And it's very hard to find. So he calls up and he goes, I think it's a virus attacking the system and his immune system can't fight it. That's why this It's attacking your gut, yeah. trying to find the virus. Well, that's one of the root causes I've found in a lot of IBD is it's not just that. There's actually six different viruses that I've found to be a root cause issue as one. It's not the, it's just one. There are many different root causes we'll talk about today, but the one that was hitting me, it could be Epstein-Barr virus, it could be cytomegalovirus, it could be the herpes simplex virus, which it gives you more than just a cold sore, okay? Right. Um, Coxsackie virus, varicella virus, um, and it could also be two different bacteria in the blood that they cannot find in the stomach usually that can still have a problem even if you test negative in your PCR stool analysis. That's gonna be your cinea and Campylobacter. And so these all can cause a local mucosa, mucosal lining, yeah. mucosa IgA reaction. IgA is the type of antibody reaction. Yeah. So it's a localized mucosa reaction. And if it reacts too much, it can just inflame the colon where you can't absorb water. You can't poop. You'll just have chronic bleeding. You'll become extremely anemic. So some of the people out there right now wow. who are saying, man, that's me. One of the things I want you to look at right now, virus. Now, it's not going to show up in a stool analysis. It probably won't even show up in a normal blood analysis because the doctors and our insurance isn't covering the right technology. They're very hard to find. And viruses live in our nervous system. Our labs in this country are not perfect. Even functional labs with the best doctors. We do the absolute best functional doctors on the market specifically for IBD. Even them, there's, there's, there's not always perfection in it. But they put me on a chemotherapy. So once they gave me a sample, it was a $5,000 sample. This is multiple five figures to do this chemo. We call the insurance and go, if we do not give him the sample, he's going to die. We put the doctor from Florida on with the insurance company and says, he needs the sample or he's going to die. They give me the sample. I snap out of it in 24 hours. Wait, what's the sample? It was an antiviral chemo. So it kills red blood cells, but it also can help kill viruses. So it's kind of like a, it's like an antibiotic. It kills good beneficial bacteria, right? An antibiotic kills everything. Mm -hmm. It's like a nuke. 
in the body. So they had they put me on these infusions of this of this of this antiviral, but it's still considered to be a chemo. And you'll know because there's a big black bag. If you look on the internet, um, there's a picture. Even if you go on our website, you'll see a picture of me in the hospital, 120 some pounds, walking around with this um, rolling IV clinic. And there's a big black bag up there, and that black bag is a, is a it's chemo. The chemo. So that helped me get conscious, and it calmed my body down that I could start absorbing nutrients. See, one of the things with IBD that's so scary is when it gets so inflamed, you can't absorb. That's where the weight loss, that's the anemia, that's the vitamin deficiencies, that's the electrolyte mm, deficiencies. Because you're having a malabsorption issue. You can do all yeah. the diets. When you get that severe like I was, this is going to be big for a lot of people listening. If you get like that, it doesn't matter the diet you're on. It doesn't matter anymore. It's too far. It's yeah. too far. Your body doesn't have the building blocks. Actually, one of the clients I helped, Matt, shout out Matt if you hear me. Matt came to me at 114 pounds, 30 years old, 5'11". He was already on a liquid diet. 114 pounds. 114 pounds, and he was already on a liquid diet. He wasn't even eating. He had been liquid for three months. Dane, I haven't eaten a solid food in three months, and I'm rotting away in severe pain. When we started working together, we started getting not even better. He dropped to 98 pounds. Wow. And I go, this is beyond. You, there's no diet. There's no supplement. Your body can't absorb. We sent him to a clinic. We put him on lipid fats. We put them on iron. We put them on testosterone with a clinic. This is a licensed physician clinic, okay? Yeah. We put them on obviously saline, water, things like that, I think. And then we put them on amino acids. And then we put them, uh, and then we talked to his family and his family decided that they wanted to use peptide therapy. So we used BPC-157, body protecting compound 157, uh, sub-Q. And then we used thymosin alpha-1, which can help control the Th1, Th2 response. And he did those things. He was wheelchaired on into the clinic in Florida. Shout out Rebecca Murray, my license, uh, my APRN who helped me with this. She's like the most amazing person in the world. I love her. And she helped me do this with him. And he was wheelchaired in. And about five or six days later, he walked onto the plane back. He gained 35 pounds in like three months. He gained 55 pounds in about five months, went drug free. He's been predominantly symptom-free for six years. He just did his colonoscopy May 2023 and sent it to me. Perfect, no signs of ulcerative colitis. Wow. They can't even find it. And is your experience that a lot of people who are navigating ulcerative colitis and Crohn's mm -hmm. uh, or IBD, I guess, in general, are they being told by their physicians that this is not curable, yes. we don't have. Because I mean, I know a few people, which I'm looking forward to sending this to, <laughs> uh, who are on Remicade or some other biologic. Yeah. And then they're starting to build up resistance, I believe, to one of them. And then, yeah. then they want to switch them to a new one. And they are not, they're just like, this is my life. And hopefully I don't become uh, I guess desensitized or whatever the term is to the product because that's my lifeline to the inflammatory experience. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm curious what, what do we do about that? Yeah, What's like, the strategy? It's all strategy guys for everyone out there listening. It's, it's a chess match. What the biggest problem is we as a community don't understand our chess pieces and we don't understand how our opponent is moving. So we can't respond. We don't, that's what I learned in my own situation. When I got back home, it wasn't like, oh, if I just control CMV, 
when I looked in functional medicine, I found blastocystis hominis parasite. I found massive H. pylori, very low stomach acid. My gut lining was destroyed. My epithelial cell line was gone. There was no mucosal membrane. My villi couldn't absorb anything. My microbiome diversity was terrible. I definitely had SIBO. If you have IBS, IBD, you have a form of SIBO. SIBO is not a diagnosis. It's, a, it's, a, it's an imbalance. Like when I look online at the response to terms like SIBO. Yeah. SIFO, SIBO. I feel like yeah. I've seen, yeah, which is uh, small, small intestinal, intestinal bacteria, bacteria overgrowth, right? Yeah. I'll see, I'm sure I've seen this, where they'll say that's just pseudoscience or that's not real. It's an imbalance. But, it, do, but, yeah. but like, does medicine recognize SIBO generally? It really depends on where you're going. I think we're in this crossroads where there's a lot of hospitals and doctors who are becoming more open-minded to, yes, there are some root issues, that food does matter, that there are, that you can, a probiotic could These have benefit. These are prolific, <laughs> you know, like. I was very angry at the doctors for a lot of years. My whole family was. So I, I want to, I want to share how we can get in balance with our doctors and in, in our hospitals. Yeah. We're talking about the very best in the world, emergency care physicians. They saved my life. If it wasn't for the doctors, I would be dead. But functional medicine, natural medicine, me becoming the CEO of my health gave me my power back. It gave me my freedom. It helped me eliminate the trauma. I'm no longer a sick person. I'm not mm. even on a diet. I can eat whatever I want. I'm going to explain that today. Because that doesn't mean I don't eat pizza. I don't eat gluten. I don't eat dairy, but I eat whatever I want. It's an emotional perspective. Oh, that's, I like that. Because that's like I'm discerning. Yeah. So one of the things we do in the program for everyone is we have to get free. Yeah. See, if I walk up to a person who chooses to be a vegan, they're not on a diet. That's their lifestyle. It's their preferred lifestyle that they believe in. Mm -hmm. They're not on a diet. A diet is a word that someone uses that is doing, giving themselves short-term imprisonment. <laughs> For some so kind of bigger goal. It's a sacrificial right. effort. Yeah, yeah. It is in, in, in just by design, it is yeah. uh, so if, scarce. Uh, yes. So if we're going to win, we have to get rid of the sacrifices and we have to trade them for investments. Hmm. See, if That's you, great. If That's you take 10 bucks reframe. and you put it in a, in a savings, you sacrificed your Nikes. No, but you invested in your future. Mm-hmm. So the way we heal is it has to be an investment. Nothing's off the table. We use food as a measurement of success. Why can't I handle this whole food, organic food from the earth? If I was healed, you would think if someone says, I've healed Crohn's colitis right now, you would assume that I can handle sprouted oatmeal, right? You're mm -hmm. assuming I could handle a salad. But anyone out there who's resonating that has IBS and IBD going, hmm, salads hurt my stomach. This causes me bloating. I can't handle these fats. I get a terrible gas with this. If I eat that, I'll get blood. Because it's not that it, a lot of people say, well, it's because that's a bad food. No, that's a misconception. There's a, if it's organic, whole food from the earth, it's on the table. It's can your body handle it? Why can't it handle that fiber? That's what we teach food philosophy. It's to free you from a diet, make you the CEO, where you can assess the risk of any plate of food at any given time. Mm. And the amazing thing here is, Mark, is that I can go out to a, like a wedding. Let's say me and you were partying and I was having stress, I'm not feeling good. Maybe um, I'm just feeling something's off my body. I'm not gonna have wine and cake. But if I'm coming to your wedding and we're partying, I'm feeling good, I'm going to go, Mark, hand me the wine. <laughs> yeah, I right. have that choice as an adult to choose when I celebrate because I don't have a diet. I never cheat. There's no such thing as cheating. I celebrate when I want, but I'm responsible for how I celebrate. And I have to know how to protect myself, my shield. That's why the, my program is called Shield. It's not walking on water for the rest of your life, kumbaya, eating four foods. <laughs> it's how do I get self-empowered? How do I assess risk? 
And how do I build a shield? How do I invest in my shield? So I can not only eliminate Crohn's colitis or IBD issues, but I can eliminate the issues of Alzheimer's, diabetes, cholesterol issues, um, uh, obesity, anxiety, depression. I'd love, I mean, if, if, if everyone out there is dealing with depression, anxiety, do you know how many clients I've seen get clear-minded and not need the anxiety medications when they fix their gut? Hmm. Do you think over 90% of your dopamine is created in the gut? If you can't absorb fats, you can't create cholesterol, you can't create hormones. If you're not, you don't have good hormone production, you're not going to feel good. Your adrenals are going to get shot. Right. The whole, the gut, you got to fix the gut. We have to learn the difference between poisoning ourselves and, and living. And we're stuck in this mirage where we think, and this is the biggest thing I learned when I was housebound for a year suffering, trying to relearn how to walk. God had put something in front of me that said, you, it's going to be, it's, you got live or die, flight or nothing. And when I was trying to heal myself, I didn't have a coach. I didn't have a community. I had never met anyone who had healed themselves. All I had was Elaine Gottschall's book, Breaking the Vicious Cycle. I had Jordan Rubin's books, um, which really, I loved his books. They were instrumental. And I had a few other naturopath books and I had my naturopath professors who were my mentors, but not like... I had books, but I hadn't. I didn't have any connection. Mm -hmm. So the benefit of that, it took me way longer than it will take for us to help the people listening right now. Way longer. But the benefit of that is it made me dig deep and realize what healing was, what happiness was, what balance was, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually. And it made me let go of my pain. You know, it, it made me say, even if you're not gonna eat anything right now, you have to be happy. You cannot heal yourself emotionally or physically from any form of dis-ease without getting to a state of happiness. And happiness is gratitude. The closest synonym to happiness, I think, is gratitude, peace, love. Those energies have to come in. And when you believe in them, the, the pharmacy of the body, if we believe our body can produce hormones, produce enzymic reactions, to put ourselves in the right nervous system state, to heal the body, to stop the spasm. It's how many of us out there are saying, I'm sick and I know it's the stress. Well, if you know it's the stress, then why aren't you practicing gratitude and prayer and love? Right, why are you not? Because the law of relativity it. states yeah. that the opposite is true. For one thing to be true, the opposite must be true. So I got to a point where I was dying and I was stuck by myself and I was angry and resentful. And the first thing I did is I prayed. And it was the first time I let go. Because I, what else was I going to do? I got on my knees. I didn't just in my head pray in the elevator. I got on my <laughs> knees. I opened the window. I let the sun, I let God's sun in, whatever God means to you, that divine energy. And I prayed and I prayed every morning and every night. And I built conviction and I let go of my pain. I forgave family members. I forgave things. I, 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 I try to make other people's day better. Doesn't it feel good when you make someone else's day better? So if you're angry and depressed and, and you're going through stuff, I mean, I was, I couldn't leave my bed, but I could still call somebody. I could still call my mom's worry that her son's about to die. I'm okay, mom. Let me tell you what was good about today. Yeah, mm -hmm. I still had blood. Yeah, I still had 10 bowel movements. But my mucus is down, my energy's up, and I gained two pounds. It was my job to make sure my mom could sleep. Mm. It was my job, to, and that was a big thing that changed, is when I was suffering all those years, I was a victim. See, it's not my fault that I got sick. It's not my fault I got inflammatory bowel disease. How could you do this to me? God, how could you do this? I'm 20. You, you make me a model and then you give me inflammatory bowel. I, I'm <laughs> right. What? 
God doesn't give us both hands. Humor, right? That's strange a, humor. Yeah. And I was so angry and I started letting go. I started getting happy. And I decided when I healed my, my, my mind, Mark, that's the first thing we got to do. Whatever you're dealing with out there, start with the mind. It changed my it changed my life because then the food started making sense. Then the supplements and herbs and who I was going to work with and the reading, it all started making sense. And I started having these epiphanies that gave me wisdom, not necessarily from a book. Like I read this great statement once that said that a yogi's wisdom comes from within and a scholar's wisdom comes from without. And that just rung with me because I had so many epiphanies while I was stuck in my house meditating and letting go of my pain because I was housebound for one year. People said, what are you doing in there? I said, I got a full-time job. <laughs> I got right. prayer, purpose. I read for two hours. I take care of my garden. I'm going to eventually when I can walk again, I'm going to bike to the grocery store. I'm going to get all my herbs. I'm going to take all these foods. I cook three meals a day. I don't eat anything that I don't cook. I couldn't even do that when I was chronically sick. I was too traumatized, too busy watching Netflix all day. Afraid of food, I'm guessing. Well, for a kid who worked at Papa John's Pizza and ate Subway every day and had eating competitions to see who could eat the most McDonald's food to gain weight for football season, going <laughs> gluten-free was almost impossible for me. <laughs> right. So to I cook bet. every meal you have, it was, an, it was a spiritual awakening. It was extremely hard. It took me four years to get to there. And if you're not as sick as me, you don't have to necessarily do that. But I had to relearn how to get happy and cook. And that's what our great-grandmothers did. They cooked every, there was no convenient drive-throughs. Right. There was no- They were connected to yeah. the herbs, the neighbors, the village, the- And then the epiphany started. Right. Here's an epiphany right now. Every, every single time there's a convenience in life, there's a tax with it. There's a health tax. If it is convenient, there is a health tax. If it takes time, there's less of a tax. So what do you want to give? You want to give your health, you want to give your time. Mm -hmm. Isn't well, it ironic that they're kind of the same thing? Because if you're unhealthy, yeah. you're going to live less, so you have less time. What's well, interesting too, because we are in a time when convenience is what's sold to us about everything. You know, we're if, trading sovereignty for speed. Well said. To do what? To do what? Okay, that's the thing. Is the more now living some of my time in Coeur d'Alene and being in a rural space and being connected to the land and growing a garden, it's so crazy how much I just feel so, there's like a longing and a grief because I didn't know what I was missing. Mm. I didn't know that, I remember the first time I grew sprouts in a jar <laughs> in my kitchen. I was like, holy shit, I can grow broccoli sprouts in like two days and they're organic and nutritious and everly abundant. Like I could, I could eat these and then just grow another in a jar in my kitchen. Like what a stupidly simple joy. Mm -hmm. But also like if we learn, if we, you know, as you're saying, like going into the studying, going into the em empowering ourselves or through mentors or teachers or whatever it is. But like to be able to do that now separates you from the need for someone else to make your broccoli sprouts. And, you know, much like any village, there's people who have different tasks to do different things. But then now you have communion, community, you know, unity, which I think a lot about the correlation. I was listening recently, again, to Carolyn Mace's book, Anatomy of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And in it, she talks about the chakra system. She's a medical intuitive, but the chakra system overlapping with the sacraments mm -hmm. and that the second chakra, the shadow side of it is resentment vengefulness, mm -hmm. anger, and to be split, right? To be angry at someone, to be split, to be divided. And, or second sacrament, sorry. 
is communion, mm-hmm. to be in union. And I think about that a lot of how we are not in union. Like when we experience gut issues, so she correlates like those to the health issues we have in the different areas, that it is to be separate. To, mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, how many of us, like you said, I think at the start that 30% of people have. Roughly, roughly yeah. they're considering. And we don't know because not everyone's going in for a diagnosis. Most of us avoid the doctor when we can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, till there is some sort of red flag like blood in the stool. Yeah. But you know, like I think about- we, I have people who come up and say, I have blood in the stool and I've never been diagnosed and I don't go to the doctor. You'd be surprised how much more common this is. And it's something that helps our community members release their trauma when they realize that their GI health is now better than the normal people. Isn't that wild though? Like how many people are walking around with dysregulated guts because they're dysregulated, because they're traumatized, because they're disconnected from the earth. It's the ultimate convenience tax. You and I, our great grandmothers ate nothing but from a local farm. You couldn't ship food back like that in the early 1900s. It would go bad. Everything was local. Everything was organic. And pickled, this thing is and, right. They were eating animals on their, now, either they were growing or hunting. Here's the question I meditated on when I was stuck in my house. Are me and you more happy than our great grandparents? Do we have more happiness? Have we lived a more full or abundant life because of these new technologies we have that they don't have? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think maybe yeah. like, I, I think the difference is it's different. Yeah. I think like my, when I think of just one generation, my parents who grew up really poor and my mom grew up really poor, mm-hmm. like my grandmother, sorry. It's like, at least, you know, there is some level I'm thinking about purpose and mission and meaning when you're in survival, you're not thinking of, like the birth of philosophy was because these guys or people all of a sudden hired people to make food or had slaves. And so all of a sudden they're thinking about thinking Mm -hmm. when you're trying to pay rent, you're not thinking about thinking, you know, unless you get rocked by a health issue or rocked by a divorce or something, you know what? I think happiness probably looked different and connections were often deeper and more fulfilling because our grandmothers, our mothers, even us as young, when we were younger, didn't have technology to pull us away from this. You know, and this is healing. This is connection. Look at all the blue zones. They don't, they live to a hundred because of community. Like nothing else. What do you think? Do you think your, our grandmas were happier? I think it's a fantastic question for all of us to start thinking about. And it really helped save me as I was releasing these addictions to modern day conveniences. And that's what it is. I, I can eat. See, I'm free now. I want to give some of the things that really helped me in that year that people can take away today and yeah. use. Because some of the stuff I did, I had to be extreme. So you don't have to be as extreme as me. But what allowed me to be as extreme is the question we have now as I realized that there was a lot of falsities in the perspective of truth. And I said, it's it's pros and cons. We have things that they don't have, they had things that we didn't have. It's a give and take. It's a shift in technologies and, and culture. But we do have the choice to, to let go of some modern day addictions to be in balance while still having the technology, still having the gifts of 2023 that they didn't yeah. have. But we can still choose a lot of things that they did have. And so that that perspective allowed me to start as a person, my spirit, who I am, not the fear of Crohn's and colitis, but my identity to say my value as a man in this world is healthy food from the earth. I want that to be a value for me forever. 
what I don't care if I'm perfectly cured forever. I want to be connected to the earth. And that's what you were saying. So the two problems we have in this, this idea that, that is true north, what should I exactly do? And two, how can I be in balance with it so I can consistently keep it up for years and not feel pulled away from society, still feel connected mm. going out to restaurants with friends, still feel like I, I can do this on a Saturday or Sunday or teach my kids, meaning it's a part of me now. It's not something I'm doing out of fear. It has to be desire. Those are like the two things is it's balance and it's compass. So I like that. You, you, when you calm your mind and you start healing yourself, you realize that true north has to be consistent before it's perfect. True north has to be consistent before it's perfect or else there's no sense in doing it because it's based in fear. If you can't be consistent with it, it's a fear-based decision. It's not a, it's not, it, there's a desire behind it, but it's not in balance yet. Okay. So I had to start with things I could be consistent with. And then I had to find happiness while trying to do something new. So what I did and something I'll give you a hack is if you're going to try cooking your own food and eating healthier, make sure you're doing it while you're laughing. You're having the time of your life. <laughs> mm -hmm. The one thing I noticed, and this is an internal meditation, we all celebrate with poison. Our best memories are drunk. Our best childhood memories are with pizza and and the wow. sandwiches and the conveniences and the time it's like we had such a good time we were hurting ourselves isn't that so it's so paradoxical it is so it's paradoxical. like it's really interesting to think about your worst times when you were having a salad and you were starving <laughs> this is very true like you're <laughs> you're you're uh as you were saying like the diet becomes the prison yeah you know as opposed to the salad be this state of meditation and union and and you're like literally eating the earth you know like that's wild but to think that i love pizza parties but to think that pizza or alcohol i don't drink anymore but yeah me neither when i celebrated i didn't fuck around i was yeah. good at it that's, that's why i had <laughs> I to stop good drinking that's why i had to stop it my friend connor beaton once said that like our our choices are either pro-life or pro-death that they're either bringing vitality to us or not. And, you know, I think that binary can be hard, of course, because it's so like our fries pro-death or pro-life. Well, if they, if it's about balance and you want to have, you know, yeah, whatever people can do. I, I kind of look at it like, I like how you reoriented that it's not about restriction. It's about like being aligned with intention that yeah. you're actually liberated through the choice to not eat a certain food as yeah. opposed to restricted by a choice to well, not. It's, it's totally a mind fuck, but it's so simple. But what about this? Let's just wait three weeks. Not, I have to do this forever. Just wait three weeks. Like with gluten, I was so addicted to gluten and sugar. I love sugar. Oh, oh my God. God. It was I, just like, I used to really. chew it and spit it out because I needed, I needed it in my mouth. I couldn't sleep. Oh my sleep. God. Yeah, donuts and like when I came Gummy off bears. of it, Come on, how's it good? Every birthday of my life, my family bought me gummy bears because that was my my biggest addiction. Dude, so I love gummy I, I'm, I'm not someone who was born into this. I had to come from the standard American diet and, and severe addictions and start. I had to have these epiphanies and learnings. And I want to, if you can get some of these epiphanies, you go going through your body, you're going to realize that it's more freeing. You're going to thrive. You're going to, you're going to be more confident. You're going to look your best. Your skin's going to get better. I could literally run a Neutrogena commercial with how much acne I've eliminated on people's <laughs> faces and life by cleaning the inside of their body. It's not the soaps and suds. 
It's not, so it's the not an external. It's an thing. internal problem. It's leaky gut. It's food allergies. It's undi It's it's intolerable proteins like casein uh, and gluten and gliadin making their way into their bloodstream. The liver can't uh, deal with them. It's causing an inflammatory response. The skin's releasing it. That's why it's red. Do you see this in like when people are eating gluten or breads in Italy? See, the thing with Italy is Italy is producing their own food. They're not spraying with glyphosate. And they're also, um, it, it's a, the bread is different where it has less gliadin. Gliadin is the problem with the gluten. Um, gliadin is, is the pep, active peptide that Dr. Zach Bush, love him, actually has shown causes leaky gut, damages the gut lining, and it can be linked with all sorts of mental issues and anxiety issues. And we're becoming less tolerant of it because it's also the highest sprayed in glyphosate. And glyphosate is an antibiotic. It's not just a pesticide. It's an antibiotic, which destroys your microbiome. We're eating it every day. Isn't that crazy? So like, you got the highest else. sprayed. It's not just the gluten. Isn't it illegal in like Europe? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. And I think um, I think Russia just made it illegal. Putin just said no GMOs well, in, should in make Russia. should the U.S. really want to get rid of it. I hope. I or know, maybe right? they want more now. Whatever, yeah, whatever it. it takes yeah. to get rid of it. But that's the thing is we've poisoned our food and it's not. And that's where there's a missing problem where we're saying this food's good, bad, and this one's good. That is a blind argument in my opinion i have i have it's helped heal hundreds of vegans i have helped heal hundreds of indian-based vegetarians i have helped heal hundreds of carnivore and paleo it doesn't if it's whole food organic food it's about measurement success if you can't handle it right now i will show you a plan to say let's try it again in 60 days 40 days and if you have a problem with it again we come back we switch things to fix your gut and then try it again. It's the same thing with fiber, fats, lectins. It doesn't matter. So a healthy body, even if you have Crohn's colitis, should be able to handle a variety of healthy food. Right. That makes, I mean, that makes such logical sense. And that's also freeing for us who have been traumatized by all this. I can't eat this, that, and the other. If you are so traumatized by the gluten, Dana, I can never eat gluten. I'm going to get you healed enough where I'm going to tell you to go out, get a cheeseburger, go to McDonald's, do whatever, and come back and tell me how you feel afterwards. <laughs> right. I had one of my clients, she was diagnosed with Lyme disease, ulcerative colitis, and asthma. She had ulcerative colitis since she was 14. She'd been having chronic bleeding for about 10, 15 years. I started with her at 29 years old. She was massively traumatized we worked together privately for one year after about seven months she was symptom free for the first time she could remember in her adult life she started crying and i said what are you crying for you just did the unthinkable <laughs> you just you work so hard she goes i know dane but i've just been eating this way for so long and i just feel trapped in this diet i said mm. diet we've gone over this a hundred times i said okay you know what i'm gonna call her out Lindsay. go get whatever you want right now get off this phone call Go find the dirtiest, the dirtiest food you can find. Get a Coke with with fries. I want you to make it dirty. She goes, really? You want me to do that? I don't know. I'm scared. It'll it'll give me a flare. I said, nope. Your but your shield is strong. If I want you to take three of these digestive enzymes, do it. And then I want you to use this binding shake to help your body clear it out afterwards. Let me know. She corrects me the next day. Dane, I had a cheeseburger with fries and ketchup and a Coca-Cola and I had a double double cheeseburger. And I and she goes, guess what? My bowel movement was perfect. I had one bowel movement today. No problems. Next uh, week, still no problems. There you go. That's why we call it shield. Because when you restore the body, it can handle stress. It's the same thing with the metabolism. 
As you know, I eliminated the use of caffeine, and now I've reintroduced it just a little bit in me choosing how it participates in my life, which I like being in control of my relationship with any substance that stimulates me in my mind. And add to that that I really wanted to find something that allowed my brain to perform at its best possible level. I'm in conversations all the time. I'm recording videos. I'm doing podcasts. And so I need to be at the highest performance I can possibly be. So I've been exploring things like nootropics and adaptogens. I absolutely love this company, Cured Nutrition. I love its origin story. It's fully aligned with my values and the integrity to which I want to live by. The product that I love is called Rise, and it's a nootropic that's formulated by their in-house clinical herbalist. And it contains a blend of lion's mane and cordyceps mushrooms, rhodiola, ginseng, and a broad-spectrum CBD. I love this product. It has allowed me to have greater mental clarity and performance. There's no caffeine in it. So in that time of that midday coffee, I don't have to take it. You get no jitters, you get no crash, and you're getting those functional mushrooms, the adaptogens, and the cannabinoids. And it leaves your brain on fire and your to-do list just gets crushed so this company as i mentioned i love and they are extending an exclusive offer to you my listeners you can go grab rise and any of their other products for 20 percent off just go to www.curednutrition.com slash create the love and you use the code create the love at checkout once again that's c-u-r-e-d nutrition.com slash create the love and use the code create the love at checkout to save 20%. Remember that product is called Rise and it is incredible. We have the same problem where someone goes, "Oh, I'm not I'm not 18 anymore. I can't eat like I used to." Oh god, you hear that narrative all the time. I can't I'm more bloated. I can't lose those extra 20 pounds. It's because the metabolic the metabolics in your body have been destroyed or injured. It's not working right anymore. So your body can handle it, but if you fix the metabolics, Right. If you fix the gut, if you get it, fix the liver and the gallbladder, the lymphatic, your body will be able to handle it. Your metabolism will get stronger. If you ever looked at high intensity interval training, they talk about a little bit of this. You know, there are things we can do to recondition our metabolics or things we can do to recondition our microbiome. So things that in that one year that I did that really helped when I started learning about the anatomy and I started learning about the structure, the chess match is that I had to fix my digestion. If you have IBD, there's a very strong chance that you have low stomach acid, you're getting no pancreatic enzyme output, and you're getting no bile production, which means your duodenum is not getting the pancreatic enzymes and the bile production to break down fats, proteins, and carbs. Those undigested fats, proteins, and carbs are going through your small intestine, continue to increase SIBO imbalance, and then they're making their way into their colon. Undigested foods are creating more food sensitivity, inflaming your villi, and, and damaging the mucosal membrane. Because uh, the food isn't broken down enough? Yeah, that's one of the problems. That's just one, the epithelial cell lining is breaking because of the gliadin and the casein, which are the two of the hardest proteins for the human body to break down. No wonder we're all sensitive to them. They're the hardest to break down. They're leaking into the bloodstream. They're causing IgG antibody reaction. And then we're getting brain fog, acne, low energy, uh, cramping, pain. And then we're having to go to the bathroom three, four, five times diarrhea because the, the colon is now trying to spew out all the stuff that shouldn't even be there. It's a vicious cycle, as Elaine Godshall says. It's breaking the vicious cycle. And what she realizes is the body couldn't handle polysaccharides. See, if you're stuck on these famous diets, the biggest problem we're having with our naturopath doctors right now and everyone is they're not teaching us why. Why can't you handle polysaccharides? 
because What's a polysaccharide? A polysaccharide is three or more uh, carbohydrates compounded together, like brown rice. If you were to eat a banana, uh, okay. if you eat a banana, that's a monosaccharide. If you were to have something like milk, that's a disaccharide. If you were to have like grains, that's going to be a polysaccharide. So the most so famous grains, diet with rice, IBD yeah. is specific carbohydrate diets, S C D diet. It's the most famous. And they're limiting that. And what they're doing is they're getting rid of foods that you can't digest. And when you do that, the gut lining has a chance to heal. Uh, yeah. This is also the same thing with liquid diets. It's giving the body a chance to heal. The only thing we want from food, and this is what we teach in food philosophy, is you get your power back. The only thing we want from food is eliminate inflammatory response and increase nutrient absorption. Besides that, have at it. Everything's on the table. You can go, you can build your system to be able to eat that food. You can go vegan. You can go paleo. You can eat meat. You have to understand, can your body break down fats? I had one girl, she was SCD diet and paleo. Her ND doctor used all the science and loved it to go AIP, autoimmune protocol, paleo, and predominantly carnivore. Well, she was only eating five foods at this point, having 12 bloody bowel movements a day, extreme bloating, extreme flagellant gas, foul smelling gas. She goes, Dane, I've been with my ND for three years. I eat five different foods. And I feel terrible. I can't work. I can't get out of the house. I, I can't even be with my boyfriend right now. I feel ashamed. Okay. I just, I don't even want to be in the same room with him because I have to use the bathroom and all of that and all that stuff. Three, she writes me, she goes, Dane, I've been in, I, we've been working in the program for three weeks. She says, I'm 80% symptom relief in three weeks. Why? Because the science didn't make sense for her chest match. She couldn't break down fat. She had no bile production. I took her off 80% of the fats. I put her on monosaccharides. I made the food bioavailable and it it just flushed her stomach. She absorbed the nutrients. Her energy came back. She started going down from 10 bowel movements a day to two or three. Wow. Why are we having 10? Because your body can't evacuate the putrid, toxic, undigested foods or the fats that aren't broken down properly. Your small intestine is 17 to 18 feet long, and the duodenum is only two or three feet long. That needs to break down these fats the and proteins feet, and carbs. Just, yeah, if it doesn't break it down, it's going to cause a cascade wow. effect. Makes sense. So that's the thing with IBD. Why? And this is where I look at the doctors and I say, doctors, maybe you, maybe we need to outsource this. In my opinion, everyone listening, you need a functional, functional practitioner coach or community. You need an IBD community. If you trust in me and you want to work with me, I am excited to be your partner. I want to earn that trust. I want to show you integrity and I want to help you get massive success. But look out there. We need a community. We need a functional medicine-based community specializing in our issues, IBS, IBD, or if it's RA or any other disease. We need that access of, hey, what's working for you? What's my protocol? Let me talk to a coach. Has someone already healed this? What was their case study? And then we need a doctor separate because these doctors have insurance is paying for five minutes per patient. They don't have time. We spend 90 minutes on our first session with somebody. You, you, doctors are seeing 120 patients a week. They can't do it. The system is not built for this. They, it needs to be outsourced. You need your emergency care physician. You need your conventional doctor. They're very powerful. As I said, I would not be alive without them. But we also need someone to teach us and train us in functional medicine and start teaching us the why. The biggest thing I was missing from the brilliant naturopath doctors I was working with is they were just giving me 100 supplements to take and telling me to have this restrictive diet, but it did nothing for my emotional or spiritual experience of, I can't eat these things. And the balance of how am I going to keep this up and choking down a bunch of pills I didn't understand. And so when you, when you have that paradigm, your chance of success goes way down, way down. But if you agree 
If you understand you have clarity on your plan and you agree with your plan, your chance of success is going to go way up. And then the benefit is, if it doesn't have to be this generic specific type of diet or this one-way-fits-all, like I love Dr. Gundry, but it's a one-way-fits-all. You know, I love what Dr. Bird's doing on, on keto, but it's a it's kind of like a one-way. We have to create space for people, decide, I want to eat this way. I want to be this way. And then you, we want a team that empowers us to build something that makes me happy and healthy at the same time. Mm. So that was the, that's where you get balance. Remember I said consistency is more, more than, than perfection. If you don't have spiritual balance in what you're doing, if it doesn't make sense to you, if you're not excited about it, you're, you're not going to get the success. That's why we get such massive success. We build a plan around someone's desires. And then someone says, you know, my kid wants to be able to eat these foods and pizza. Okay, let's make it a goal. You absolutely want to have a Domino's pizza again after everything we've told you and showed you with the poison? Fine. Then let's get it Let's get it out of your system. You might want to like, redo that module, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. But let me tell you this. It was like uh, 10 or 11 months into being housebound. I went to the beach and I did a keg stand. All right on. Why? I'm, because I was so traumatized and I needed to free myself to feel like I'm not weak. I'm not made of glass. I didn't want the beer. I just didn't want to feel like glass. I wanted to feel like a strong man again. I did the cake stand. Let's go, baby. <laughs> did you rock it? Crohn's class ain't got nothing on me. I was fine. Did you flare? No. No. I, I did the cake stand um, in board shorts on a beach. There's no restroom around. Oh, wow. I rolled the dice. You got to go. The but ocean, I put my pants so many times man. at that point, I didn't care anymore. <laughs> that was no longer shameful. I didn't care. How long like, did it take you from like that moment in the hospital to where you experienced hope and then prayer and then at home for a year? Yeah to able to eat basically you know what you choose within seven months i was on my bike i wasn't as worried about the bathroom again i was back in the gym walk so within seven months of being home yeah it took me about three months to get out of the bed it went in that one year yeah wow. the first three months was just being able to walk so that's that nutrition moving back through your body yeah helping it heal but you need to be still for the body to heal is that right for the gut yeah, well, I, I mean, I had such such muscle atrophy oh, yeah. that I couldn't flex my calf. I couldn't walk up a step. Because you were just so weak? Yeah, there, there wow. was no muscles. I had lost 65 pounds. Wow. So, and then because my gut was so inflamed, I couldn't just go home and eat. Right. Because I couldn't absorb anything. And if I ate too much, it would cause me to react. It was like pooping glass. Fuck. I w would scream. Do you think I want to scream in front of my mom? No. <laughs> you know, like I was screaming. It was terrible. I, you can even see me now. It's emotional to go back there. It was a like if you you live when you talk about it, you live in that trauma. Yeah. But I I just had this deep belief, and it taught me. You don't get iron sharpens iron. You don't. The reason I'm here today is because I have a gift. God gave me a gift. I'm a warrior. I'm a freaking soldier. I've been on the battlefield for years. I'm not. I'm the guy who knows how to get up the hill. I'm the guy who knows how to get results. I'm the guy who knows how to get your mind okay through the overwhelming experience of being sick. So I just, I dedicated my life to it. And, you know, to see people heal is like one of the most amazing oh, things. And to see people heal quickly. Especially when they don't believe it's possible. And then all of a sudden they hear your story, they hear it is possible, which yeah. that's, that requires a program to die because the program yeah. is they're never going to heal. It's not curable. That's the trauma. Is it? And that's something I said earlier. Like we need to take our power back for what our identity is. We're 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 discussing the identity of gender, but yet we can't discuss the identity of of disease. Right. Like who decided I have Crohn's colitis? The doctor? 
Well, well, one doctor said I had Crohn's. One said I had stagnant? colitis. One side, one said I could. I, one side I had uh, uh, diverticulitis. Then it was lymph lymphocytic colitis. Then it was, you know, it's what is a diagnosis? Yeah, that's so interesting. And then here's where the hope becomes, guys. This is what if I go back to the doctor right now and they can't find Crohn's colitis, colonoscopy, blood work, stool analysis. What good is a diagnosis if you can no longer diagnose it? Right. I'm going to repeat that. What good is a past diagnosis if they can no longer diagnose it? It's in remission. Let's talk about cure versus remission real quick because this yeah. really gets me. Okay. Well, it's in remission. Okay. Well, that means that my flu is in remission because I get the flu once a year. Did I cure the flu and did it come back or did I just put the flu in remission and then it flared again? Yeah, that's interesting. Let me that's ask you, Mark, That it's not an environmental thing. Yeah, let me ask you. Thing. Let me ask you right now. Do you cure or do you put the flu in remission? What do you think? What does society tell you? That I cure it. Okay. What about a migraine? I would imagine that you put it in remission, like it's going to come back. I would yeah. imagine people. What about have, depression? I would say society says you 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 handle it, but it's never gone. Much like alcohol is. So you're having a flare in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's in your depressions in remission. It's inherited chemical imbalance bullshit. You okay, know? all of this, yeah, right? Yeah. So the way we understand if something is in remission or if it's cure is based on whether it's a new root cause or not. Hmm. The reason why we know as a society that the flu is curable is because it's a different flu next year. <laughs> so remission versus COVID. cure Except is based, that one's staying with is us based on root cause. Yeah. If you understand the root cause, you can say it's curable. Oh, interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. So if you know, if you have a solution and a pathology or one yep. or the other, ideally both, then you can say it's cured. But if you don't have a solution, it's chronic. That's fucked up. Does this not blow your mind? Dude, that's Did fucked have up. Because uh -huh I think about, I think about how many. So when I sold that product for IBS, yeah, thanks. When I sold that product for IBS, what I saw so much because there was no product for IBS before that, yeah. other than like um, the one for diarrhea that people put. Uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, but for chronic, for constipation, yeah, there was not one. Chronic constipation, there was not really anything. Yeah. This product was called Zelnorm. Eventually, it was taken off the market. But the when I sold that product, because physicians had not been talking a lot about IBS, mm -hmm. because there was not a drug for it, mm -hmm. so the conversation about it was not happening a lot, you'll mm -hmm. always notice diagnoses go up when there's a treatment available. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that makes sense from a profit-based perspective. But what I saw all the time was that physicians generally didn't I don't want to say didn't like their IBS patients, but they kind of like associated them with like the fibromyalgia patient. The And what I saw was that it was because they were frustrated because they didn't have a solution for yeah. the patient. So these people were coming with this sort of like, because IBS, you would know far better than I, but what I, what I saw was that it was basically a diagnosis of exclusion. You mm -hmm. didn't have the red flags. You know, the blood in the stool waking up at night from pain. So, but you still have gut issues. Maybe it's diarrhea, maybe it's constipation, maybe it switches. But we don't have it. We don't know what it is. It's IBS. <laughs> and I don't have an answer for you. Oh, now I have this drug because Mark came yeah. by and sold it to me. But that's what I saw was like this because there wasn't, a, I couldn't be the God. Yeah. Or I couldn't be the resolver. Then I don't even want you as a patient because. 
You remind me of the inadequacies yeah. of the method. It's the identity revolution. It's like, we don't know what it is. So we'll put a name to it. And what's the name mean? We don't know. See, IBD and IDK mean the exact same thing. What's IDK? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> got me. <laughs> got me on that. It is. But I don't know. What is it? It's, it's a cluster of symptoms that are being yeah, given, given inflammatory a name. bowel disease. Well, what causes it? We don't know. Okay. Well, what if I just walked in and said, hey, you have chronic inflammation in the bowel. We have steroids, antibiotics, and immunosuppressants, but we don't know what causes it. Do you want any? Well, that's what interesting. What happened to the trauma? Right? What would happen right. to the trauma of the diagnosis? Because half the people, if we know that stress That'd is causing us sick, even to know that. if we know stress is making us sick, knowing that you have a disease for the rest of your life, is that making your symptoms wor worse or better? 100% worse. And so I have to go back and we have to take our power back here, guys. You cannot eradicate adversity. You can never cure. So the a synonym for cure is eradicate. Can you eradicate the chance of you ever having a headache again, a bad day, diarrhea, urgency, bloating, acne? You can't eradicate anything. What can you cure? Name one thing you can cure. So that's the problem. We've got to take our power back from this. And then we have to realize that we don't understand the body and we have to build the body. I mean, how is it? I went from 15, 20 bloody bowel moments a day. I've got to get my colon removed. I'm 122 pounds, stuck in a wheelchair. I've already tried every diet. I've already tried tons of supplements, probiotics, anti-inflammatories, curcumin, omega-3, vitamin D, magnesium, all the classics you read on Google done it, been there, still about to die, doesn't work, to now, I have two, sometimes three bowel movements a day, no major symptoms, I never had any surgeries, I haven't been on a drug in eight years, I weigh 185 pounds, I can work out, I can go run five miles right now, and I can eat whatever I want, and my calprotectin's normal, how is that possible, because it's about enabling the human body because when I was sick and I went to Mayo Clinic and I went to Cedar sinai and I went to UCLA, no one told me I had low stomach acid. No one told me I had H. pylori. No one told me I had small intestine bacteria overgrowth. No one told me I had candida overgrowth, which I found. I found all of these. I have lab work showing all of this. So you went no one deep and then yeah. learned all these things about yeah. these root causes. And I can, in our program, we, will even, we even have the labs. We can do it to your doorstep in Dubai. We are the most, we, I've been building something that we can help you from your home. We can get labs, we can get supplements, we can get herbs, we can get personalized coaching. Every plan is customized. There is no right or wrong. You know, when you go into a functional plan, it's like, well, if my plan didn't work for you, that means you're not doing it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to do it longer. Something's fucked up with you. No, we, yeah. we move, we pivot. Yep. Pivot, 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 pivot. That's why we get such great results. We can tweak it. We're looking at the body. No one told me these root causes. Even the doctors, no one told me um, I had CV. It was one doctor who found it in a colonoscopy who, you know, said, hey, I just found it one time out of three different colonoscopies. No one found it. You know, no one found, no one even, no one, no one had ever discussed to me leaky gut. At the biggest hospitals in the world, no one told me what that I was. I mean, shit, I hadn't heard about that. Till. Everyone told me food didn't matter. Right. Everyone told me back in 2011, 2009, food did not matter. I was on TPN feeding tube. I didn't even eat. They were feeding me through through a, my, uh, my, a vein, right? Going into my stomach. It was, or it was like, um, I can't remember how exactly uh, TPN works, but it feed you stop eating, right? right? And I was on the Dilaudid, on the opioids on the time of getting that. But, you know, how is that possible? You know, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still exploring the idea of, 
you know, what does it look like to cure a disease? I think that's a deeper discussion we need to have and be open-minded, not argue with each that other. That is possible too. And even with food, I want to I want to give everyone listening that you have the power to let go of this. This food is bad and this food is good. Unless you're having a severe IgA or IgG reaction to the food, it's, it's on the table. And, it, and there were foods I could not eat there. I can eat now. I can have a salad now. I eat nuts, seeds. I can eat oatmeal. I can have all sorts of meats. I can have grains, quinoa. You know, but I use food philosophy to prepare it. I assess the risk of it. I learn how to make it bioavailable. I make sure it's not causing an inflammatory response. I'm able to check my own lab work and see what's going on. And and I'm able to uh, look at my bloods, my urines, my stool. And, and so that empowerment can be done. You know, that's why I've just dedicated the last 10, 12 years of my life of creating a community, creating resources, creating access that we we can now learn and become self-empowered. And that's what it is. Let's become partners with our conventional doctors. Let's get self-empowered. Let's learn, learn about what's happening with us. So five, the most common root causes I see is some sort of virus, especially if your colon's highly inflamed with a lot of bleeding. Um, and if you've been on antibiotics, that'll make it worse. Antibiotics destroy your microbiome. Your microbiome helps to regulate viruses. 95% or more of America has viruses, Some one of these viruses in their bloodstream. It's a matter if the body is reacting to it, if it's going rampant, okay? So you got that glyphosate is gonna mess with that, it, which is found in almost all our food, our rainwater, even our breast milk. We gotta get rid of the glyphosate. You know, we, there's so much we need to do. We gotta boost our digestion. You gotta be able to break down the food in the small intestine, in the stomach first. You've gotta clear your liver, your gallbladder, your lymphatic system. Almost every single person with IBD has a backed up liver and they are not producing bile. And if that is you, you're not gonna break down food. You're gonna be stuck. I don't care what how strict your diet is until those things are working. You're, 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 the diet's not going to work How for you. How do you get those to work again? Essentially is uh, your detox pathways. Okay. Your detox pathways are how your body release toxins. And what's happening is, is we have a pond in our body instead of a river. So when you see a pond, mm. these toxins build up, we need the river to flow. So things that you can start with, just making sure you're getting a lot of water. If you're dehydrated, you know, one side note, when I was super sick, I couldn't drink too much water because I was so... I was so sick that I was flushing my water-soluble vitamins. So I had to take electrolytes when I drank water or else I get dizzy and maybe pass out. So drinking a lot of water, um, infrared sauna sweating. If you can't sweat, this is a big one I see. People come into the program, um, to the SHIELD program, and they say, I never sweat and I can't sweat easy. That is a sign that your detox pathways are clogged up. Wow. Okay, you should be able to sweat easy. So infrared sauna is gonna be great. Start slow, work up. Epsom salt bath, magnesium in your bath, and then you can start adding on and compounding with that apple cider vinegar, baking soda, okay, um, to, to help it even more. Another one in is going to be skin brushing. What was that? In the bath, you mean? In the bath. Okay. And so that'll start to activate. Castor oil packs. Take a little castor oil, rub it right over your liver, and then take an organic cotton pad, wrap it around. You could even put a little heating pad over that. Start practicing two, four, five, six hours with a castor oil. That will help to activate a flush of your liver. There's liver support and there's a liver flush. They're two different things. So like a coffee enema or a Tudka retention enema or castor oil pack are activating a flush. Whereas if you're using N-acetylcysteine, burdock root, dandelion, uh, these are things that are that are helping with glutathione production and they're helping to support the liver. So we need to clean the liver. Now the liver is going to create bile and that's going to be stored in the gallbladder. The gallbladder is going to help 
uh, your body have more bile production for fat breakdown. If you don't have enough bile, you're not going to be able to absorb your fat solubles. That's your A, D, K, and E. Can't do that. You're going to have a cascade of problems, calcium issues, magnesium issues, all sorts. If you can't get ADKE in your body. And if you don't have bile, you can't break it down. If you don't have bile, you're also more likely to get constipated because bile actually lubricates the GI tract and uh, helps with peristalsis. Same thing with B1. If you can't absorb your thiamine in B1, you're probably going to have vagal nerve issues and you're not going to get proper peristalsis. If you're dealing with constipation, Liver, gallbladder is one of the common things that we fix and we see that get fixed out. The gut lining, you got to strengthen mucosal membrane, okay? When the mucosal membrane is weak, if you have IBD, most likely you have a weak mucosal membrane. Everyone with IB, uh, IBS has basically leaky gut. If you have IBD, it's 100%. Leaky gut is telling me also that your mucosal membrane is weakened. When that is weakened and your villi are damaged, you're more likely to get T-cell activation because your payer patches that have your dendritic cells and your T-cells are going to be more likely to activate your IL-6, your IL, your interfering gammon, and your TNF-alpha. Those are what your T-cells are activating. And then your dendritic cells are going to activate your IL-12 and IL-23. And if anyone's heard of that, that's because that's what the biologics turn off. Your friends on Remicade. Remicade is a TNF-alpha blocker. It might even help with IL-6. So what's happening is these cytokines right under our epithelial cell wall and our mucosal membrane are getting activated because it's all damaged. So we need to rebuild that. Hmm. And because it's damaged, you're also getting food sensitivity. And then because the microbiome's out of whack, there's an imbalance. The fungal growth continues to grow. The bacteria continues to grow. You, you're not going to eradicate the viruses. You're not going to eradicate the fungus. It's a lack of balance. Someone who has an iron gut has great balance. And they have a nice, healthy, thick mucosal membrane. And that membrane is regulating histamine reactions. It's regulating food sensitivities. It's regulating all that crappy alcohol you're putting in your system. But by the way, all you guys with the beer, that's ruining your testosterone. That's ruining your liver. Um, it's It's got tons of yeast. It's got tons of glyphosate. And it's got tons of gluten. That is probably the worst cocktail you can put in your body. <laughs> it is like the ultimate cocktail. And it's tons of sugar. It is absolute the worst. And that's just going to feed all that stuff. That's not making you more of a man. If anything, I think it's making it a little <laughs> bit. Bringing the old estrogen. Don't, okay. I, not to, I, you know, but I know all my friends, they love their beers and I get it, but I can't help but not know. I can't unknow that. <laughs> right, right. You can't pretend can't you don't know that so they feel point. better, you know. And but, so it's easy not to drink, to not drink alcohol, but, you know, that's what we need. And if you're suffering right now, what I want you to do is I want you to start just saying, I'm going to commit to something and get consistent with it and then try to get happy with it. Don't try to be perfect and overwhelm yourself. Just say, try to get consistent. Then when you start feeling consistent and you're getting ROI, because, Mark, if I'm working with you and you start to see ROI in two weeks, you're going to want more. 100%. You're going to say, bro, load yeah. me up, man. My symptoms are going down. Immediate feedback, positive feedback. That's what we need. Let's we go. need ROI. So start with ROI. Do the things that are going to move the needle and that are the easiest to do. That's what I do with my 16-year-old clients, my 13-year-old clients. If I can get that young man or woman ROI... They're going to come back right. and they're going to say, they're going to be excited to see you. And they might even be excited to tell their friends and they might even be better at their sports and their skin might clear up and the bloating might go down and that, that shameful flagellants might go down and then be able to sit through a movie without running to the bathroom, which yeah. was my life. Yeah. That's... They might be get in a car and feel okay saying, Hey, we're going to go on a two hour, two hour car ride. So many people okay. suffer, man, because they hide that and then they avoid social experiences because they don't want to be ashamed. And yeah, I understand that. And that's like, 
that's that we need connection to to sever ourselves from connection because we don't think there's a solution yeah you know when there is one okay this has been incredible i don't have <laughs> ibd but i'm like damn if i did <laughs> i feel lit up uh but i i feel very um inspired by all of the things that you've shared because they're not just for ibd ibs they're really invitations to get into right relationship with mm -hmm. our bodies and with nature and with nourishment and to be in a positive re loop with our bodies like that to me it's so simple but it's it's so not right normal mm. you know um for people listening first thanks for coming man Thank i'm you, so Mark. grateful uh for you coming and sharing your story and and alchemizing your suffering into the support and transformation of other people uh where can people find all of this stuff, ILs, 37s, and <laughs> diets. Interleukins, and, those yeah. are your cytokines. That's high-level stuff. And if, if it's over overwhelming to you guys, just remember, start simple. There's always places to grow. Um, you can find us at Crohn'sColitisLifestyle.com or Crohn'sColitis underscore lifestyle is our Instagram handle. The program is the SHIELD program. My advice to everyone listening is I would absolutely – if I had this when I was sick, I would have not been nearly as sick for nearly as long. This is going to be revolutionary in your learning curve. And it might, some cases are harder than others. We all know this, yeah. but there's so much you can do. And so I hope that uh, two things I want you to look for moving forward is build trust with who you're going to partner with and make sure they're full of integrity. You have to have those two things when you part, when we partner with businesses, we partner with people. And I'm sure you have it with Mark. Um, in this podcast. And, and that's why I'm so grateful for you for having me because it's, you're allowing me to come in and talk to your audience. And that says a lot. Thank you so much. Um, because that trust doesn't go unnoticed. And, um, and I, and I just want to send you love as well and tell you that you can heal and that you're not alone. And I, I will make a stand for you and I will do everything in my power to help you and your family. And if you want us to partner with you, we are honored and we will work our butts off to get you results. That's called the shield program. Supplements, herbs, imagination, exercise, lifestyle, and diet. These six pillars we customize to you. We build it for you. You will have your own coach. We don't just do video programs. You will get a one-on-one -on -one coach. Um, we want, we're after impact. Okay. It's got to be impact. Impact is the core, uh, core value we take. And uh, that's where you can find us. And, and uh, yeah, I'm grateful to be here and happy to be here. And, you know, maybe in the future, we can always, if we have time, we can always talk about dating and confidence again but if you're out there and you're dealing with that and that's kind of what you you see here just know that this is not just about ibd when you do everything we're talking about your skin's going to get better your bloating's going to go down your energy's going to go up you're not going to need as much caffeine you're going to feel like you have more to offer on that date i felt more confident post all this when, when i met my wife right to the right of me right now than I did way before. I didn't know what made me special. I didn't have right. anything to offer. I didn't know what my values now were. Now it's like deeply embodied, authentic. When I met my wife, I, I was I was looking only at this. I was only willing to date here. And so when I went on a date, it was intentional. And I was confident what I had to handle. And the shame of my past made me such a strong man now. I felt like I could be a great father. We're working on our second child now. And I felt like I could be a good husband and, and I knew the importance of marriage and I learned the importance of a, a significant other when I was in pain and I was mm -hmm. alone. I, I just some, Sometimes pain is the thing we need to become the man or the woman we want to be and the leader we can be for those we love and I wouldn't trade it. And so this can be the thing 
that's going to help you find the right man because you are stepping into being the right woman and where you are stepping into being the right man to find the right woman. And when you look in the mirror, you're going to love yourself and respect yourself and you have to get connected to the earth. The answer is the earth. And just remember that if it's convenient, there's a tax. Yeah. There's a health tax on conveniences always. We keep science keeps finding it. You know, deli meats. You know, it's like TM, TM, right? Yeah. So, I mean, thank you for giving me that 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 time, and just God bless and thank everyone, and I I, I pray for your health. Thanks. Man.